almost guaranteed to cause a product recall. This is the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 69, for the week of Wednesday, 19th of June, 2013. I'm Ben, and sailing the ship with me tonight are... Scott. Justin. And Adam. And this episode is brought to you by that fine gent from Mike's Comics and Stuff and actionfigureblues.com. And tonight, we're doing a fearless, foursome, supercharged toy of the week. gentlemen very good thanks ben i'm so thank you <laughs> excellent excellent and justin and adam is it true that this is your second show together it is it's like a uh what's the saying immovable force and a uh wow <laughs> yeah immovable yeah. object yeah the last time they were on together they broke the podcast so <laughs> um and we had to redo the whole thing so hopefully um that's not an omen that's because no. I decided to have the night off from memory. Well, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right. It goes to show what happens when I'm not around. That's right, yeah. yeah. So what have you been up to, Justin? Uh, basically just the normal everyday run-of-the-mill stuff. Nothing exciting, no rat fighting, no <laughs> nothing really. Just, uh, just the uh, daily grind. Daily grind. <laughs> Turning into a weekly grind, yeah. Today was uh, the sports day, so we had uh, uh, soccer and netball, and um, and then I went and played uh, touch football this afternoon. So good on I had you. a sports field action packed day. Yeah, good on you. That's about it. What about you, Captain Handyman? What's happening? Uh, not much. Chores today. <laughs> um, got back from regional WA, which is boring as batshit. Um, <laughs> is that work related or pleasure related? Yeah, work related. Um, so it was just doing, you know, um, support of some things for work, which I'd rather not talk about because it was boring as hell. Um, other than that, yeah, not much. Got a mobile phone finally. What? Get yeah. out of town. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of town. Really? You can all start sexting me, you know, later. <laughs> Wow. Okay, what's hang the on. number? I can take care of that right now. Yeah, I'm just hang on, let me just take a photo of my junk. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have like a pre prepared one, you know, signed and everything ready to go. It's gotta be up to date. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can forward Scott's ten that he sent me. Yeah. That's I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, wow. So so are you are you like, you know, getting the hang of it or This is earth shattering. Yeah. Is I it just I... sitting on the coffee table being ignored? No, I've kind of managed it. It's in the middle of doing a uh, firmware update at the moment, but otherwise, <laughs> it's okay. Is that because it's like a Nokia 3810 from like 1986? No, it's a, one of those Galaxy 4 things. So Oh, it's very cool. nice. Yeah. Very nice. So it's, you know, just sitting there doing that and whatever. Cool. So can you mm. top that, Scott? Oh, probably not. I, I, um, <clears throat> I know the real reason that... Adam had to go to WA this week, though, because I went to Adelaide for work this week. And uh, he was that desperate not to have to see me that he had to leave town. 
Uh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, so I had a, but it was a, you know, a, a good, good trip just doing work, but it went well and I had the evenings to myself, which was pleasant. So I got a bit of me time done and yeah, but oh, I took the kids to see Despicable Me 2 today. Yes, yes. Awesome. Excellent. I have, I cannot remember well, the last time I have laughed out loud so much in a movie. Like, it's, it's a really, really enjoyable film. That's probably why John's not on the show tonight. He's off seeing it for a fourth time. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, so I want some minions now. I tried to I, – I want a minion from my desk at work, and I, I don't want to pop one of the Funko ones. I want like a – No, no. Toys R Us has many figures in many scales. Okay, I'll have to – because I, I looked at every other chain today at our local um, shopping centre and didn't find anything, so I'll have to hit a Toys R Us. Yeah, they've got heaps of stuff. Good. I want a minion – Yes, very good. Very good. And what about you, Ben? Oh, what about me? I don't think I have anything exciting to report. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Oh, um, I... He's got a camera too close to his nuts, people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> ben, oh. the battery heats up. Um, I'm, I'm taking my wife to Sydney on Monday night to, to see Christian Chenoweth. Oh, and that's that's just a um a side note. But in, in the, the the continually baffling world of consumer support, hmm. the, the tickets for this show hadn't arrived. So I, I rang the company, which is called Ticketmaster, and I said <laughs> to them that the the tickets had not arrived yet. And this fellow just asked me to confirm my ID, and then said, "And where were you having these tickets sent?" And so I gave him my PO box address. To which he promptly replied, have you checked your P.O. box? Oh, thanks for that. Yeah. So I said, gosh, I hadn't really thought of that, but let's just pretend I have. And they weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, I then proceed to chuckle at at just how awesome my wit is. And it just went completely over his head. He just went, oh, okay, sure. All right. Well, what you need to do is... Oh, wow. So I, I hope he was reading out of a manual and it wasn't just the fact that he was actually stupid. <laughs> well, let's face it, he's working for Ticketek, so he probably hasn't fulfilled his life's ambitions. Um, I think, uh, maybe I think he just, has. Uh, one thing I want on my bucket list is to ring up one day where an automated voice says, um, there is currently no waiting time, therefore we're putting you through to a person right now. Or about you just ring and someone says, Hello. <laughs> that would be even better. <laughs> yes, we actually have uh, we have an insurance company in Australia, and they are very we have well a known. few actually. Well, no, we have one in particular who is known for having someone answer the phone, and so when you ring their number, instead of getting an automated um, menu, you actually a person answers and says, "Hi, how can I help you?" And it gets you every time. Like we mm-hmm. we have our, all our insurance with them, and it still freaks me out when this lady answers the phone. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, how about we uh, get on with some articulated news? Let's do it. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire! And I'm Ted Theodore Logan in concert! And I make them play! Speaker connects to figures and most cassette players to make figures play music! Now on drums, that bodacious barbarian Genghis Khan! Yeah, our new pal from Old China! Excellent! Let's rock and roll! Squeezing their legs gets them jamming! Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure! Party on, dudes! 
Well, before we get to our main features of the show, we like to start each episode with a bit of news, and articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. And this won't cover everything. This is just the stuff that we've seen this week that's taken our interest, and Justin's going to kick, kick things off. Okay, so uh, the He-Man juggernaut sort of reaches to uh, some or fulfill some momentum again every week there seems to be a new sort of license announced for them and this week we saw a release of a a bust a he-man filmation bust from action figure express now the jarring thing about the 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 actual bust itself is that you're so used to seeing classics line when you actually see something this well done from the filmation series you sort of have to look again and think hmm he-Man didn't actually look too fierce, did he? Uh, <laughs> but he's blonde Bob. <laughs> no, he's blonde Bob, but Prince Valiant-esque. So with this bust, there's not really too many further details other it's, than it's a uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive available actually, through Action Figure Express, but the details as in size and, and so on and so forth. It's actually being billed as a paperweight. Yes, paperweight. So. Paperweight, a $60 <laughs> paperweight. You've got some explaining to do, don't you, if it's uh, sitting on some paper in your office? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Second piece of news. I'll get through it straight away. We have a Lego minifigure birthday set, including a child and a very scary clown, very reminiscent of uh, Pennywise from It, as we discussed off-air. Mm, very. <laughs> so basically just a repaint of the um, minifigure clown came in series one or two from memory. It's freaky. freaky. It is freaky. It's, it's freaky deaky. The green, yeah, I don't know, it's the green hair. That's yeah. something. It's I'm trying like, to understand the point. Sort of. Yeah, me too. Basically, it, it is like a, um, a pack-in for, for birthday um, bags, oh, like lolly bags. Okay, or just yeah. That's what I was thinking. Okay, actually, I can see that it's got a little space for you to write something. Yeah, like mm. a banner. Yeah. yeah, happy yeah. birthday, Boris, kind of thing. So. Yeah, it's and, the same as the... <laughs> There's a wedding favour set. And if you look well. in the bottom right corner of the packaging, it actually looks like it comes with an alternate hairpiece. So you could actually like use that to reenact that scene out of The Simpsons, you know, where like Homer's toupee comes to life and <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly why they included it. No doubt. Oh, in that little space I'll probably write something like they all float down here, Georgie. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it does look like it's got a little sticker sheet so that you can put, you know, the different ages of the, the child. And in that banner, you can obviously, like, it's not just on the on the box. It's actually part of the set. You can obviously yes. use that as place settings and things like that. Yeah. So, I like how so it includes. Cool. I don't know whether that's actually meant to be a piece of birthday cake or something. It just looks like a huge block of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> So apart from the the scary aspect of the clown, it's it's not bad. <laughs> so has the clown been in the minifigure set or anything like that, or is that a completely new yeah, figure? It it has obviously different colouring. I think the clown we got had red hair. It also had the trumpet and different colour um, shirt. I think I think the pants are the same. So rehash of uh, series one clown. It was oh okay Dang. way back when. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Okay, so this is sort of a bit of fresh news itself that we are going to see 10-inch Walking Dead characters released from McFarlane Toys. Bit of a weird scale, but uh, there is an early preview pic of Daryl, and it actually looks quite good. The sculpting and mm-hmm. likeness is there, but it's a weird scale, isn't it? 10-inch, and I wonder if these are going to be like Walking Dead. Like, r- a, you know, under, yeah, it's 
I think 10 inch is a weird scale anyway, but mm. for Walking Dead toys, so. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad price. It's $33 for a 10-inch yeah. figure. Uh, when are they due out? Uh, November 2013. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think what I, find, yeah, it's right. <laughs> what I find interesting about this is that the sheer amount of feedback on McFarlane's 5-inch scale was, oh, my God, why did you have to do a 5-inch scale that doesn't fit in with anything else that I have? Mm. And so McFarlane's obviously taken this on board and gone for another scale that doesn't fit in with anything else. That's right. So, yeah, uh, tip, tip of the hat, guys. You've really got your finger on the pulse. Yep. You know? Um, yep. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I mean, certainly, you know, the image that we had looks pretty darn good. It looks like it's got um, it's a, a typical McFarlane in-action figure. Um, yep. Yeah. So, well, anyway, they stu- I mean, they, they certainly lifted their game with that last set of five inches. So if this has got the same detail in terms of the head sculpt, etc., then... You know, at least the likeness should be spot on, even if the scale's a bit weird. Mm. Indeed. Fair enough. All right. Adam, what have you got? Uh, well, first up, I've got um, hero cliques, but not as I would normally be discussing them. It's um, Pacific Rim hero cliques. There's been an announcement, showed off Gypsy Danger, Striker Eureka, Sherno Alpha, Crimson Typhoon, Coyote Tango, and Five of the Kaijus as well. So. Yeah. They have the best names. <laughs> uh, so it's like it's like they're all strippers or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they are. You know that could be an unrevealed plot point. Cherry pop tart. <laughs> Sandy poon. <laughs> oh. two, two and a half inch. I wonder. That's an interesting sort of scale, like being two and a half inches tall. I mean. You know, I mean, we've seen the regular hero clicks are obviously, you know, roughly the same size, and then we've seen the oversized hero clicks. Um, yeah. And and so going two and a half inches tall is kind of a an interesting choice. They obviously want to give them some sort of size, but still keep them in the, you know, I guess uh, keep the suggested retail price down a little bit. Yeah, I guess so because otherwise it'd all be the um, five or six inch. I would have thought oversized one. Mm. Um, like a Sentinel or Apocalypse, and then going beyond that would be ridiculous because you're talking about the kind of Galactus scale yeah. um, size, which clearly I don't think any of these are. I wonder why Gypsy's spelt with an I. Anyway, that's just me. Who knows? It probably relates to a highly important plot point in the film. Mm. That would be my guess. Or racial sensitivities or something. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I found out there was actually an Australian Jaeger, I thought, oh, God, well, just imagine the name they're going to give it. But I think in the end it wasn't too bad. It might be Striker Eureka or something. I thought oh. for sure it would be something like Dingo McNackers. Or... <laughs> <laughs> so we, we came out pretty good, all things considered. <laughs> all right, let's keep moving, Adam. <laughs> Next bit of news that I've got is... Um... Retro Outlaw have um, announced that they're doing an Evil Fett, which is um, a 12-inch tall, it looks like it's just a, a straight vinyl, um, my, a mashup of Boba Fett and uh, Evil Knievel. <laughs> um, Apparently based on the original design for his costume, as it was going to be in Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 that would have been a more interesting move. I just don't know what to say. Like, when you first hear evil fat, you're thinking, oh, cool. Oh, hang on. It's not that kind of evil. Yeah. It's a whole different kind of evil. 
I think it's an interesting choice. I mean, there's that famous cosplayer. Um, you know, you've seen the photos of that guy who gets around at the um, the you know the comic cons and he's wearing like a '70s suit and just a Boba Fett helmet, <laughs> and and he's um he's become sort of quite famous. And I guess it's in the same vein, but. It'll be interesting to just to see how fast these sell. I mean, you know, Star Wars collectors are probably going to want it just for the sheer novelty value. Uh, it's only 150 of them, and don't say how much. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of like it. I, I, yeah, it's it's kind of it's bizarre, isn't it? Because you go, well, that's just mm. the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and I must have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. All right. I don't know I what think to make cool. of it. It is. It's fun. Yeah. Fun. It's not like they've got much else to do with Star Wars. They've done everything. True. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And what's your last one, Adam? So the other one that we've seen is STCC uh, Minimates announcements. There's a Deadpool 5-pack and an Iron Man 10-pack. The Iron Man one is essentially a Hall of Armors from the movies, um, as well as it's you get a, a Tony and a Pep. I've never seen Gwyneth Paltrow's boobs be quite that flat, but fair enough. <laughs> um and the Deadpool one is a, a selection, or Deadpool in a selection of um, other heroes' costumes. So there's a, a cap and a cable and an X-Men and a, a Thor. And I'm not sure what that last one's meant to be. It looks like it's meant to be some kind of Hulkbuster Iron Man or something. But, um, yeah. Ooh. So it's just kind of goofy wackiness it's a la just, Deadpool. Yeah, I reckon they're just supposed not, to be Iron Man. Uh, it's not enough Iron Man merchandise. <laughs> no, there's not. Iron Deadpool. I guess... Deadpool's getting quite the uh, bit of love at San Diego this year. Absolutely. Seems that way. <laughs> hmm, fair enough. All right, Scott. First of all, we have some gentle giant news. They have solicited a Spider-Man red and blue bust. They actually are getting some product out now, which is nice to see, but I haven't seen uh, much of it in person. Um, but I did see their Venom mini bust when I was up in Adelaide, actually. And it was quite nice, I thought. Quite a nice um, piece, really nicely sculpted. So th- these promo pics that we're seeing of the Spider-Man Red and Blue, to me, look quite photoshopped. So it'll be interesting to see what it looks like in person. So mm, the, if, the, the blurring and the, the shading of the blue yeah, looks yeah, kind of obvious. It does, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a great pose and everything. It is a great pose. Mm. Um, yeah, it's quite similar to the Bowen Spider-Man bust um, in this pose, because there's only so many ways to pose Spidey. So I guess if you um, never got into the Bowen busts or never got the Spidey bust from Bowen, then this is th- these are a bit bigger in scale than the Bowen busts. Oh, I was going to um, ask that. Yeah, yeah no, they don't quite match up, but. It's a nice piece if for those that are so inclined. And then on to some DC news. First of all, we already knew that we were getting a New 52 Swamp Thing action figure from DC Collectibles, but we thought we were going to be paying around $90 for him, and that's now been revised to a much more manageable $45, um, which is nice to here. And uh, it really looks quite good. I'm actually looking forward to this like it's beautifully sculpted um yeah it's 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 certainly not your daddy's swamp thing that's for sure but um you know regardless of what you think about the new 52 redesigns it's definitely a good looking action figure Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and then finally this is something i missed when i when last we talked about the 
last DC Collectibles solicits, and this is, we've only got sketches at this stage, but they are, they've solicited the Gotham City Garage Catwoman statue, and this is actually uh, Catwoman on a big, long motorbike. Um, so we've, we've got sketches and turnarounds. We know it's going to be 8.5 inches tall by 15.5 inches wide, and it's going to cost $300 U.S., Outstanding. Yes. So, if she was in costume, like as in more costume, you know, it'd be quite a, a novel piece. But I mean, to me, it just looks like a chicken leather sitting on a bike. That's the thing. I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't not quite know why, particularly for a high end piece like this, they went that way. Because I, I agree, if it was actually recognizable Catwoman, I would think twice about this, even you know, with that that price tag. But as it is, I think it, it's going to look fantastic. But I don't think it's going to look like Catwoman. Yeah, and I think this is the problem with DC New in general. Like now that it's gone from DC Comics to DC Collectibles, or sorry, DC Entertainment, they're obviously trying to get the brands out to more, more and more um, platforms, I guess. But allowing them to continually do these redesigns, what you're doing is you're, you're reducing yep. the character recognition, and there's people out there going. Well, I don't know who that is. No. I mean, if that was what Catwoman looked like in the comics now, well, then fine. But that's not even what she looks like in the comics now. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to look fantastic, but it's going to be an easy pass, A, because it's going to be, you know, very expensive, not just to buy but to ship here. And, you know, it's, it's not going to have the desired impact that I would want, which is people looking at it and knowing or having a chance at least to know who it is. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, at least they're doing stuff. I just keep kind of coming back to that, that like, you know, when, when we knew something was happening, we wondered if, you know, DC Direct might just go away. And, yeah. you know, at least they're still making stuff. And as long as they're still making stuff, the chance that they will make something that I like still remains. So there you go. Fair enough. Yeah, all right. Well, I've got our last few bits of news, and uh, as everyone in the Action Figure Blues world knows, I'm a huge Superman fan, so I'll be very pleased to read these out. But, but, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a way to own your news, man. You know, yeah, I, I really yeah. like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Well, look. You know, first up, not surprisingly, Hot Toys um, has picked up the Man of Steel license. We've um, known about this for a while. We've even had a couple of promo shots of the um, the new Man of Steel Superman um, 1-6 scale Hot Toys action figure. Uh, and so this week we actually saw the, the full sort of solicitation with sort of a dozen photos to go with it. Um, and, and, you know, for what it is, it looks fantastic. Um, it, it's really hard to, to sort of fault um, what they've done with this piece. I think they've done a pretty good job of, of capturing Mr. Cavers of Vazil's um, <laughs> look. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that wrong, he's actually a bit actor. hard to sculpt. It's Cavill, not Cavill's. Cavill, 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 Cavill. Just Cavill. Yeah, Cavill. Yeah, that's what it's I said. Not, yeah, it's not Jim. Yeah. No, you well, said Cavazil. No, no, I didn't. You did. You just weren't listening. Yeah. You did. You did, didn't no. he, Adam? No. Yeah, he was trying to talk about the guy that played Jesus. Yeah. Ah, oh, they're one and the same, aren't they? Superpowered be beings. At one stage. Superpowered beings that come down from the sky. You know. Anyway, moving right along. But anyway, he's out and about. If that's your thing, I think he does actually look pretty darn good. Uh, I just don't do the uh, the movie thing. I know there's quite a few guys on Critical Mess that are keen for this one, especially after um, seeing the film. 
you know, the early reviews are pretty positive. So I'd say that will um, just increase the interest in these pieces. I, I'm so. I'm just more and more psyched for the film. Yeah. But and and this is by far and away the best Man of Steel thing that we have seen. But this is still not selling me on that costume. No, no, certainly it, not. You know, like because yeah. I mean, I, I'm just going to have to ignore it and enjoy the film, and I know I'm going to enjoy the film. Mm. Um, but I just, I, I'm not sold on this costume. I might feel totally differently in a couple of weeks' time. You never know. Yeah, and I guess you know this is the kind of superhero movie I quite like seeing because um, I don't have that level of attachment that um, I do with some of the others. So you know, I, I'm not a, a stickler for some of those things. So I'm happy just to go along and actually enjoy. Um, but in other news, we're also getting a, um, well, I guess it's a sideshow Man of Steel Superman premium format statue. Um, and, you know, once again, they've done a, a pretty darn good job of capturing um, the look. Um, and I, I really pity anyone who has to sculpt, um, you know, this this costume, that, that sort of fine mesh or whatever it is that makes yeah. up this costume is incredibly mm. detailed. And ha- how they actually create it um, in, I guess, I mean, I can understand if it's material, but if it's actually sculpted, um, that must be very, very difficult to do. One thing I have noticed uh, on some of the Man of Steel Superman pieces is he's got these sort of um, more bracelets or whatever you want to call them around his wrists. And I've actually noticed that the the colour differs um, from some items to the next. Oh, on yeah. some of them, That's they're actually different. sort of yeah, they're quite bright, almost silver, yeah, and then silver. in others, they're a very dark gunmetal. And on his gray. side as well, if you see a couple of the um, mm. shots of this kind of underneath his rib cage on the side, there's a bit of silver there too. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it looks like you know this being um, a sideshow uh, really stepping up with some of their extra features, and it looks like the um, the cape has the wire in it, so that you can actually pose it in um, you know any sort of uh, pose you want. And no, it doesn't come with a little fan to um, to replicate a flying sequence. So. But anyway, yep. go and check out um, Sideshow Collectibles if you're interested in that one. And, you know, please use the, the link on the AFB forum. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and it doesn't actually say when this one will be out. I didn't actually see that anywhere. So. Oh, well, if it's anything like the um, Batman and Green Lantern premium formats, it's just going to be pushed back and back and back. So. Mm. Anyway. All right, in, in our last piece of news, our friends at Kotobukiya have also released a Superman uh, one-six scale statue. However, this is the Superman for tomorrow. Uh, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> someone can enlighten me. I know he's the man of tomorrow, but apparently yeah. now he's the Superman for tomorrow. Mm. So anyway, this is an artifact statue, and um, it's actually quite reasonably priced at $105 if you go through um, our buddies at Big Bad Toy Store. Um, that uh, looks like it's based on the um, Superman for Tomorrow miniseries, 12-issue series from 2004. It looks great. Yeah, based on artwork of Jim Lee, so that's always a bit of a win. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's got the, the classic blue that I think we all love. Um, you know, it really is the, the costume that we all recognise, so it's a, it's a nice-looking piece. Very good. I, I mean, this is such a tempting line because, you know, it's a... It's a nice scale. Um, they're reasonably priced, and they're light, so they're you know cheap to sh- cheap to ship. But 
Yeah, it's just one of those got to draw the line somewhere things for me. Um, yeah, and I mean they're they're a good size too, like one six. Good, yeah. That's that's sideshow comic at scale, yeah, so yeah. that's very impressive for yeah. the price. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the articulated news, and uh, we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our spectacular friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So, over to you, John. John's here. Hey, guys. Yay! Yay! John. Hey, y'all. Hey, How John. y'all doing? I'm good. Guess what yes. I saw this Very morning? Well. A minion? Yeah, I saw Despicable Me too. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> It was oh, awesome. <laughs> it's, it's got another like two or three weeks before it's out here. Oh, it, it just opened here today and it was awesome. 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 Oh, advanced previews. <laughs> yeah, it was an advanced Motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not out till later this summer. <laughs> so the kid's dying, don't they, in that one, Scott? Yeah, yeah oh. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I won't be taking the kids to that one. So it's as good as the first one, right? It's better. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I will, I will let Mrs. Nerd know she's really excited. So it's awesome. Anyway, on, on with your little thingy. Uh, yes. You sure? Yep. You sure? Anything else you'd like to rub in? <laughs> no, not on air. Yeah. I, I have, I have minion toys and a Lego chicken suit guy. If it makes oh. you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway. Whose idea was it to let him come and do this? <laughs> I think it was mine. Good grief, what's wrong with me? That's, well, a, that's that, a topic for another show. After the stellar Action Jackson sound last week, we, we, we went with an, a different sound this week. So, um, uh, Mr. Editor, please please insert the sound here. Patrol when the rock slide shook, so he tells his men, I'm going in for a look. Then the mountain trembled suddenly. So, gentlemen. It sounded like a big gym commercial to me. Oh, and he scores a point. Yes. Damn. Are you serious? It was a big. It was a big gym commercial. Yeah. It's Get like firefighting at the some kind of forest fire. He's fighting in the canyon or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was a big gym commercial. Well, we have. You know, we. Have a, the only reason I know that is because there is a big gym commercial that we use on the show, and. Um, the voice sounded similar. Do, do you know how hard it was to find another one that you didn't use on the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so proud of me. Hooray. Well, well, I had a big gym. I had a big gym when I was younger and Ooh, do you it was kind of cool. That? Toy? Big gym action figure? Uh, yeah, big gym action figure. Okay. He had a camper and, you know, truck and a motorcycle. It was cool. Cool. Yeah, very Fair cool. Enough. So anyway... Yay. We should probably play. We should probably play another sound. Okay, you need to tell me that you're going to give me a point in the forum, though. I will give you a point in the forum. I will do that as soon as I I get off of here. Yay! Let's 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 play a new sound, and we will play it right here. Hamburgers from the grill. We'll eat with all our friends. Still hungry, but 
and just for good measure, we better play it just just one more time. Hamburgers from the grill, we'll eat with all our friends. As always, you know, come on over if you got a guest to the AFB forum and you can get a point like Scott. Yay. And, uh, you know, th those points are worth, you know, a cup of coffee and a donut at Dunkin' Donuts, I hear. Oh, really? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Not redeemable in Australia, seeing as we don't have Dunkin' Donuts here. <laughs> not, not, not redeemable above or below the equator. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thank you for that, well, John. No, no problem at all, guys. It was we fun shall, being here. We shall leave you to enjoy the rest of your day. I, I miss you guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go away now, John. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye. See you, mate. Bye. See you, John. Bye. All right. Coming up next is the Toy of the Week. Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet. Jetfire. Transformers. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon, Shockwave. The Transformers, robots in disguise. Shockwave will stop them! The Transformers from Hasbro. Well, now it's time for one of our two feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And this episode, we're doing Toy of the Week times four. And first up is Adam. Woohoo! Hooray! Well, as we all know, I love my Japanese toys. So I decided today I'd talk about another one. Um, so it's recently acquired, only opened today. Um, it's the only open while we were trying to get started. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> just to you know, annoy everyone. Anyway, it's right. Yeah. Fresh. <laughs> fresh, it's fresh. Yeah. Um, so I've gone with the Max Factory Figma uh, Shikinami Asuka Langley. Um, I struggle on that first word because that's not what I'm used to calling this character. Um, traditionally, this character would have been Asuka Langley Soyu. However. With the reboot of Evangelion, she got a name change. Don't ask me why. Mm. It's not um, just DC that does that stuff. No, and mm. I haven't watched the reboot of Evangelion yet, so I'm going to have to do that at some point once they finish the series because I can't be bothered, you know, having to wait for episodes as it comes out. Well, she looks very angry about it, I have to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this figure was initially released in around, I think, mid-December 2011. Uh, I got mine about a month ago, well, a little bit less than that. Um, so, yes, it's an action figure. It goes for about 60 or 70 bucks um, these days if you can find one. Um, it comes in a lovely uh, window box kind of packaging um, where you can take stuff out and it's got the standard kind of tray of figure plus um accessories and interchangeable parts and then another layer that sits on top of that to hold it all together so you can put it back together and put it back on display. Um, so that's quite nice um, and it's quite well styled, fits the uh, the show in general. Um, the figure itself, she stands around five inches tall. Um, she's got, you know, good levels of articulation. She's got ankles and knees and... Uh, 
hips and wrists and elbows and shoulders and neck, um, as you'd expect. Um, she's got uh, three faces, so she's got a default kind of, I guess it's the, the base vaguely happy face. Um, she's got angry face, which is entirely appropriate for the character. Um, and she's got uh, embarrassed slash shady looking face. Um, so that's quite good. She's got swap out hair. Um, I assume the reason that she's got swap out hair is to help her fit in her um, her entry plug seat. Um, so that's one set of hair. The other one is one that has um, opposable... Um, I'm not sure what you call those ponytail kind of things that come off the rest. So that's good. Um, she comes with four additional sets of hands. Um, one of she's got another um, additional accessories are her entry plug. Um, so in the show, all the the Eva pilots sit in these chairs inside of a plug inside of a robot. Um, so this is her chair. So it's got um, you know. Uh, articulated headrest um, and articulated um, gimbals for piloting the thing and articulated leg rests. I'm not sure why. Um, so that's interesting. That looks quite cool. Uh, it, there's uh, two figure stands. One is for the seat, one is for the figure herself, I assume, although I can't see a spot to plug one into the figure, so it can't be for her. Okay, so there's two for the the plug. Go for it. Um, She also comes with uh, a hand puppet, um, which if it's like the original show, that would be a hand puppet of herself. Um, Why? And she comes, well, without spoiling too much of the show, um, in the original show, her mum goes cray-cray and uh, kills herself, but she thinks that um, the hand puppet is actually Asuka, not... Actually, Asuka is Asuka. Um, right. Yeah. It kind, of kind of defeats the purpose of going to talk to the hand, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's not the most mentally balanced TV show you're ever going to see. <laughs> uh, doesn't sound like it. No. It's also She's also got a an interchangeable right hand that's holding a cell phone, which is, I guess, you know, a must for kids these days. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the thing that I found most extraordinary as a pack-in is, you know how you get a figure and it's got a million and one bits and pieces that go with the figure and you're not really sure where you're going to put them all? Well, these ones come with a Ziploc bag. Oh. So I thought that was kind of a really neat idea, although considering you've got a nice display box, I assume it's for people that don't want to keep the display box. But Hmm. Hmm. At least it comes with something. Yeah, so I thought that was quite good because it's, you know, a handy thing to actually have. Mm. One of the things I find quite impressive is the way she's sitting in the chair and um, the way it's connected to the stand. You've obviously got um, quite a few options for how you want to position, you know, the chair and the angle and that sort of thing. But um, a couple of the images you know, I'm looking at, seem to give the impression that the chair is really far forward. So is the stand weighted or anything? Like, is there any risk that she'll just topple over? Um, the stand's not really weighted. It's not particularly heavy. Um, it's got quite a stiff arm on it, and I think it's just the chair is actually very well balanced. Like, most of the weight of the chair would be 
um, kind of around the centre of it. Mm. So there's a fair bit to the centre and then I guess it's kind of evenly balanced. And the other thing is, even if it does lean forwards a bit, um, it doesn't have far to lean forwards before. It's just the nose of the chair touching whatever it's le- it's standing on. Yep. So it's not a big deal. Um, the one thing that I think shows up when you look at those pictures of um, of her sitting in the chair is she doesn't have an ab crunch. She has like a top of the the chest crunch, so a boob crunch. Mm. Boob yeah. crunch. <laughs> boob crunch. But, um, Ouch. She doesn't have any ab crunch, so she you can see in the in pictures that um, she's not actually sitting all the way back in the chair because her feet, if her feet go down to the bottom of the rest, um, she's not actually all the way. Like she doesn't have her back up against the backrest of the chair, so I might have to play with that and see if there's something I can do to to get a better positioning. But see how so, we go. So, how well does she scale up with your other figures? Is this a um, uh, is this a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Consistent scale. Um, considering that you know, there's so far three um, figmas of the Evangelion ladies. Um, She's in scale with the other two. Okay. Um, she's she'd be a, probably the right scale, more or less, for a Marvel Legends um, kind of scale. If she's about five inches, because she's meant to be a, a fourteen to fifteen year old girl, and you know, she's quite thin, quite wispy, so that makes sense. Mm. Yep. I mean, if anything, she's probably a bit too tall if you're putting in her up against the Marvel Legends, given her age. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. All right. And so a dolly rating out of 10? Um, she has to lose at least one for the lack of ab crunch. Um, other than that, I can't see that there's anything to complain about, so she probably does get about a 9. 9 out of 10. Mm. Excellent. Is that okay with you, Justin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thanks for that, Adam. And on our next toy of the week, we're going to hand over to Scott. Hello. I am reviewing the latest release in the Kotobukiya DC Bishoujo line, and that is the Huntress PVC statue. Um, I got this a little bit earlier in the year. I was in a big bad toy store pile of loot, so I waited a while for it to arrive. I have given up on the Marvel Peshoju line once they changed scales. They kind of threw me, and some of the later releases didn't really grab me, so um, I'm not collecting those anymore, but I'm really still enjoying the DC line, and this is certainly no exception. Um, this is, they call them one seventh scale. Um, so it's a bit of an interesting scale in between a, you know, mini bust and a you know like a, a six inch action figure and a, a a six scale statue i guess um but the fact that they're all consistent and that the dc line really fits together is something that i enjoy about collecting it um it's a it's a fairly good pose with one exception um she's got a her right foot propped up on a gargoyle um she is holding her staff um at a slightly weird angle, which means that her left arm is bent at, uh, let's say, quite an elastic 
angle, um, which from a certain size does not look particularly anatomically possible. It looks a bit like her elbow bends in both directions, which <laughs> looks painful. Um, the other thing that looks painful for her is the weight of the breasts that she is carrying. Um, <laughs> because they are, I mean, you know, the whole part of this style is obviously the tits and ass, and that's all right. But th- these, j- just the way that they've got um, her boobs kind of propped up because of she's got her right hand tucked under them, and then the two-tone effect of the uh, purple on the top and white on the bottom really ex- just highlights just how big they are. <laughs> Let's just come out and say it. She's packing some torpedoes. She, well, like she, she would be um, having serious bat pain if she if that was real, that's for sure, I can say. Um, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> um, the I, I love the these sculpts. Um, they do a fantastic job of keeping a fairly low price point while getting in some fantastic detail, and then you know, including translucent bits like the edges of her hair that are translucent, and it works quite well. Um, you know, her cape is flowing; it's beautifully sculpted, and there's a nice mix of metallic and matte paints as well. So some of the purple highlights on her costume have got a metallic edge, which looks fantastic. Um, the one thing that I do struggle with with these DC statues is that most of them have the round black plastic base, and it bugs me for two reasons. One is it's just a little bit uninspired, and the second is that they show dust really easily. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just extremely noticeable, even for mine that are even though mine are behind glass. I mean, you still get a bit of dust in there, and so I have to kind of pay close attention to these because otherwise they start to look pretty icky. Quickly. I actually wonder. Um, Given the sort of the gargoyle-type um, base that she's standing on, I'm wondering why the top of that disc wasn't sort of painted the same colour sort of to, to indicate, you know, more of a top of a building, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes the thing, too, is that these discs are... They don't add a lot, and you kind of wonder if they're necessary and or if it could be done just so that she stood without it. Because um, mm. it, it all comes as one piece. It's not detachable. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, it's certainly I'm not going to try to detach it because I'm going to be too scared. Um, but, you know, it's not like some of the earlier ones um, and, and Marvel ones where they snapped into the base. It's all, all one piece um, and doesn't seem really necessary. It doesn't seem to add anything to it. So if you think about the... Um, the new 52 smaller scale um, pieces that they're doing where they don't have a base, you know, I think those actually look quite good. Um, and that, that could work and would be, or just to have the option of not using the base because, you know, it certainly seems to me like it would stand without it. Mm. Um, so, can I just ask, um, is that base consistent with the others in the line? Uh, most of them. The, yeah, okay, well, at least um, it's something. Yeah, yeah. The Wonder Woman, I don't think, has got the black disc. It had a coloured one that was um, more in line with the prop pieces on her, on the base, but I think all of the rest of them do have the black circle. Um, so, yeah, at least it's consistent. It's just the dust issue, but that's, I think that's all right. They look, they look great together. That's the thing that kind of killed the Marvel line for me in the end is they didn't look good together anymore because they were all over the place um, in scale. And the fact that these are all in scale, they, they really they look great together. It's a great set to have. 
Um, she does her staff is comes in two pieces, so it's actually quite easy to put together because you insert it from either side of the hands and then it clicks together. Um, and once you get the um, kind of get it all together, it's actually fairly easy to move at, at the height that you want it at. Oh, mine just came apart. It's so easy. Um, so, <laughs> so dolly rating wise, I'm going to take a point off for the black disc. I'm going to take a point off for the left arm impossible angle. And I'm going to have to take a point off for the boobs. So as much as I... What? Well, no, no, no. no just, if I'm you... taking a point off you, Scott. <laughs> no, seriously. It's not about the size of them. It's Well, it kind of is, yeah. but it's just the way that when you look at... The, if you see them in person, the way that they're done, it just it really makes them look bizarre. It looks like she is holding two large eggplants. Yeah. It, because, you know, it just does not work if it does not bear close inspection. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, my, my family is getting pretty um, immune to a lot of this stuff. And when I um, unpacked her before we started recording, um, my daughter said, whoa, <laughs> those are big. <laughs> a wooga. A wooga. So, yeah, but I really do like it, but I'm just I'm going to give her a seven, which I hope will keep me in Justin's good books. <laughs> Do, do you approve, Justin? Yes. Oh, thank God. That's what it's all about, man. Mm. Yeah. Outstanding. Very yeah. good. Very good. It's a nice-looking piece. It, it really is. I, mm. I, I, I'm definitely enjoying this line, and we've got Black Canary coming next, and I'm really looking forward to that. Excellent. Very cool. good. All right. Well, that wraps up the first phase of the Toy of the Week, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. X-Men Origins Wolverine, it's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine can be in your hands. With Clawsome Wolverine action figures, the bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. Well, we're all here because we collect, so feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And Adam... What you picked up? I've got my uh, three Max Factory Figma Evangelion ladies. I've got Oscar, Ray, and Mari. Um, I'm not going to go into the full names of the figures because we don't have <laughs> five hours. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So they all came together, did they? Um, I had to get them all through separate Amazon sellers. Oh. It seemed to be the easiest oh, way to get them, but they all kind of worked out and they came within about a week of each other, so... I've never, I've never bought toys through Amazon. Every time I, anyone that I ever find on there, they want shipped to Australia. Yeah, it seems like um, pretty much if you go through the marketplaces, some will, some won't. Amazon sometimes will, sometimes won't. Mm. But yeah, these were all marketplace ones rather than actual Amazon, Amazon. Okay. And, and so do those three figures get solicited at the same time or have they sort of come out separately, you just picked them all up together? I have a feeling they probably all came out around the same time. They're all, you know, I'm getting on the the back end of it, so I'm just kind of going, yeah, yeah fine. I'm getting one, I'm, eight, I'm getting one, or then I'm going to get um, Oscar and Ray. <laughs> what? So, so then if I've got them, well, I've got those two, I might as well get Mari and whatever, see what happens. Cool. Cool, cool. All right. Scott, what you picked up? 
Well, as I mentioned, I went to Adelaide this week, and one of the things that I love about getting to do a bit of travel for work is visiting the various local comics and toys establishments and having chats to nice people and then hopefully finding a goodie or two. And I met the lovely people at the Adelaide's Comics Centre um, that have got quite a few statues. Um, they do, yes. Yeah, had a great chat to the the guys in there who love their toys and stuff. Saw a couple of wacky Marvel selects that they've kept that are like factory errors, like a Spider-Woman with no hair um, and <laughs> a, a Nightcrawler with no base. It's all just kind of packaged in, which is fun. And then discovered that they had the Scorpion retro mini bust by Bowen. Um, and every time I've come across that in a shop, it's been the modern one, which doesn't really fit with my era of Spider-Man statues mm. and busts. And so they sold it to me and gave me a discount. Nice. Yay. Cool. Yep. So, and um, it was very funny because I, I had to lug over, I was over there running training courses and I had to take an extra bag with me of like training materials and things, which I was complaining about because it was heavy and annoying and it wasn't my bag and I hated it. Um, but if not for that bag, I probably wouldn't have had room to bring this home. So <laughs> it kind of worked out in the end. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. But hello, Adelaide Comic Center. You're very nice people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are indeed. All right. Justin. Okay, um, on my doorstep this week arrived the newest uh, Master of the Universe Classics uh, figures, which included the uh, Fighting Foemen and Karate. They arrived this week. <laughs> you can't pronounce it the proper way because no. it's an I on the end. So, That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, fighting Foemen, still in their box. Had a quick glance. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, they're, they're here. They exist. They're, they're real. <laughs> Do you um I know a lot of people for a while there Eli was pretty much flipping you know two out of three figures um from his sub do you do you keep everything regardless or is, it, is there certain items that you just you know try and get rid of no nah, I'm quite lazy so <laughs> <laughs> I hold on to them but um uh yeah the foam in I just I had a quick look actually they're not I mean they are the the Pilot for the oh, I can't remember now, but the blue guy he's pretty good. The other two aren't that good. Um, and, uh, and by the way, if anyone wants a set, you can have mine for a reasonable <laughs> price. I'll tell you that right now. No, I you had a mine. brief look at yours as well. No, I haven't got it yet because oh, I haven't okay. been to the post office all week because I was away for work. But I'm sure they're sitting there waiting for us. <laughs> yeah. so, and karate is um, from yeah. the new adventures line, so I have no real connection with him at all. All and having said that. It's quite a cool looking figure, but yeah, that one also will be available for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it for me. No seventies goodness this week. Um, oh, got a few yeah. auctions ending um, in the next week for some seventies uh, art and some seventies uh, comic books themselves. So might have some good announcements and announcements in the next couple of weeks. Cool. Cool. All right. We should look forward to that. All right. Yes. And I'll uh, round out the team. And I got my Sideshow Poison Ivy Premium Format statue this week. Yay. And uh, I shall be talking about that in uh, a few minutes' time. Yay. All right. If no one else has any other items to report, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. 
What is this bizarro world? Well, Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or even worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Scott, so over to you. Thank you very much, Ben. And this week we are red carding Hasbro. And I don't know that we've ever given them a red card before, have we? Surely we have by now. Yeah, we must have. They're not in in the top five by any means, but they really deserve this one, I reckon. And the reason for this is that we've known um, for a while that the uh, Wolverine um, Legends line is coming, and this is the one that includes Wolverine, Cyclops, a much better Emma Frost, a Rogue, a Sabretooth of um, questionable quality, and a Puck Builder figure, which is the big... Well, small draw card, but the big draw card of the line for me. But anyway, we found out this week that this line is going to be a previews exclusive. Yes. Yes. And now that that is sucky for a couple of reasons. The first one is that you know, while previews exclusives um, make them accessible to lots of people, there are lots of people that actually cannot order through previews if they don't have a, a comic shop to order from. Um, the second is that being Hasbro, I'll be very surprised if this previous exclusive actually ships out of the US and Canada. Oh, it won't. Um, because the previous stuff for for Hasbro doesn't. So I can't see why this would be any different. So that that will then mean that you won't be able to get them at retail and you won't be able to get them internationally or certainly not in Australia uh, because they they won't come through previews to our particular corner of the world. So um, Big Bad has it listed, but as a case of eight, which means that you're probably going to be buying two of each figure um, to get one puck. So maybe we can form a syndicate or something. I don't know. But I, you know, for something that I think is going to be quite a... Uh, desired thing, I really do not understand the thinking behind making this a previews exclusive. No, it's quite disappointing. I mean, for a previews exclusive, you have to have an account with um, Diamond Comics distributors. Um, and, and Diamond, of course, uh, are the people who um, distribute, you know, comic books to, to comic shops and other places. Um, and so, you know, there are people out there who don't have accounts with Diamond because they, they get their stuff through other distributors. Um, and what's infuriating is this is the sort of thing that if it was solicited through uh, Previews Magazine, which is Diamond's, you know, monthly catalogue, uh, it's the sort of thing that you could get through your local comic shops. So or if you're, you're a US resident, then there's a good chance your local comic shop can can order them. Um, but for us here in Australia, the, the you know the international distribution rights are owned by other people. Uh, and as the owner of my local comic shop says, um, I can't order this stuff from Diamond because I'm international. Um, but then I don't know who has the rights in Australia because nobody will contact me mm. and her calls to Hasbro go unreturned. Mm. Yes. It, it all depends on the um, retailer. You know, something like if it's Bowen, for example, their previous exclusives you can get anywhere, um, but you still have to have access to a comic shop. And, you know, as as I've heard pointed out, Numerous times over the Bowen exclusives, there are lots of people that collect Bowen that live in 
you know, places where they just don't have one. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I understand that this is probably just part of paying the piper and all that, but it's a, you know, I don't think there's ever been a previous exclusive Legends Wave before, has there? No. No. Not to my knowledge. No. And I mean, it's, it's actually an infuriating wave anyway, because, um, for me personally, I'm very keen on the rogue figure. Um, I can't wait to get that. You know, I'll certainly take the, the upgraded Emma, uh, Emma Frost because, you know, well, let's face it, anything's an improvement. Um, but beyond those two, I'm really just after Puck and that's yeah. it. I mean, yeah. the, the Wolverine is the Wolverine we've already, um, gotten in the last series just in different colors. Um, the Sabretooth is some dreadful decision to base it on the Hyperion, um, buck. So he, he actually looks quite, he actually looks quite odd. He looks quite squat. I mean, that, yeah. that, that buck works very well for Hyperion and will for others, just not for Sabretooth. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, you're a Legends collector. What do you think about this? Oh, well, I mean, when did they first come out? 2002 and the blurb on the Toy Biz thing read and, and mentioned, you know, we, Complete your teams, uh, including Inhumans, Alpha Flight. And is this really what? Seriously, you give us a puck and we can't get him after all this time? Yeah. It's, uh, it's terrible. And the new Rogue and the new Emma Frost, and I'm the same as, as you guys. I, I couldn't really care less about the rest, but I definitely want those three. And, you know, it looks like that it just won't happen unless it's some. Uh, well, the way I read it could be a mistake saying that is it a previews exclusive, the photos, but then I think, no, it's, it's prepare for the worst. Yeah. So, the, um, yeah. the other thing that concerns me about this as well is that we already know that um, these rolling changes to these lines don't always you know, come through or are hard to find. And so how about, you know, so for example, um, the Emma... And rogue figures, I think, are swap arounds. Um, so how's that going to work? So, for example, if you look at the case that Big Bad Toy Store has got listed at the moment, they're saying it's a case of eight, but it only lists Cyclops, Wolverine, Emma Frost, and Sabretooth. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if that's a case of eight, that, does that mean, you know, three Wolverines, two, but, you know, a couple of Emmas, no rogues? Mark. Yeah, it makes me very nervous. I mean, there there are people on the forums out there who, you know, are, are still basically asking if anybody has seen um, Blade, yeah. you know, from from a few waves ago. And and I'll say it again, as I've said a number of times now, that figure will never ship. Now, you, you've got retailers like Walmart and and Target. They are not going to be interested in reissue cases of a wave of figures that came out three waves ago. Hmm. I mean, we won't even understand it. They won't understand the concept. That's right. This is this is wave one. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've had we've had sold all we could of that. Yeah. Exactly. And we've had two subsequent waves of figures after the Blade series. So, are we really still going to get Blade and Danny Moonstar? Yeah. Um, That's not going to happen. You know, unless there's some kind of weird decision that they were in production and they didn't get enough orders and they're currently trying to organise some way to dump them through, you know, dollar stores or something. Yeah. Or they're just going to put them in another wave later. Mm, well, that, yeah, well, that's it. That's possible. So. But, yeah, this Hedsboro has definitely um, ventured into red card territory with this one. So Hasbro, read it and weep. 
<laughs> All right. Well, after that well-deserved fail, we're going to continue with our Toys of the Week. It's the exploding bridge with Batmobile and Activator. Batman's included. Pretend Robin is held prisoner. Batman's in the Batmobile. You can send him to the rescue. Imagine the villain uses the comic action activator to stop Batman as he crosses the bridge. He's made it in the nick of time. Set the activator, place Batman on it, and you can send him to the rescue. The exploding bridge with Batmobile and Activator comes with Batman from the Comic Action Heroes collection. Robin sold separately from Mego. Well, we're going to continue our Toy of the Week supercharged effort, and in round two, we're going to continue with Justin. Okay, so I am going to review the six-inch talking tick figure from Bandai, released in 1994. So it was released to coincide with the animated series that ran at that time, the very underrated animated series. And anyone that has the distribution rights in Australia, could you please release them in R4 (laughs) format, please? That would be great. I loved it. Yeah, it was a great show. So I could basically describe this as a rotocast talking figure. Now, I did have the box somewhere, but I don't know where it is because he sits proudly on the shelf. And the uh, original price from memory was eighteen ninety nine. Okay. So I guess it was quite expensive in 1994 for the old talking tick. Yeah. Purchased at Kmart, Bondi Junction. There you go. How's that for a memory? <laughs> um, at that stage, tick merchandise was basically everywhere uh, in, a, in a nice little period around 1994. Now I've had a look. He goes on eBay and Amazon. You can pick him up these days for around 40 to about 80 smackaroonies. So he has risen in price a little bit. Wow. The packaging for this guy, it was just a box-type uh, clear window packaging. So obviously resealable. You can take him out and play with him and put him back in the box if I could find it. He's quite collector-friendly, you know. He sits nicely on the shelf, little talking point. Kids actually love this uh, tick figure. They have no no sort of point of reference to the tick besides the um, Patrick Warburton series that was cancelled, I think, after about eight mm. episodes. So there's a good YouTube clip with that song, Blue, with uh, that tick <laughs> getting up to adventure. But I digress a little bit. The sculpt is spot on, basically, to coincide with comic book appearance and the animated series. There wasn't too much change up for the comic books and the cartoon, obviously later for the live action. It was a bit different because they showed his face. Um, So unmistakably Tick, he's got that big cheesy grin, the big uh, solid rock jaw, one eye that is bigger than the other to coincide with Tick's sort of mental, um, (laughs) what would you say, mental condition state. Superiority. Yeah, that's it. Of course, Tick's power is these dramatic power. So the more dramatic he gets, the more <laughs> strong he gets, which is I found to be a great quality. And he's nigh invulnerable. Um, that's it. I guess he, the colouring. I guess you could call it Fabergé egg blue. Would that sound about right for the particular? Fabergé. And he's. What does that yeah, even mean? I don't know. I think that's a shade of blue. Okay. And. He's cast in the blue, so it's not a paint. It's a, sort of like a solid rotocast colour. So he's the actual the torso piece is faded over time, so I've got that two-tone effect sort of going on to a darker blue over that area. But, you know, some of these things happen. Maybe even be the oil of the sort of hands touching that sort of area, I guess, that could have even done the job. Mm. He has a solid six points of articulation. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> he has neck, uh, shoulders, waist, and hips. Not much real playability. You couldn't really pose him too much. I guess you could sit him down if you wanted to. Um, and that's about it, really. You can move his arms side to side. But the big selling point are his six sort of phrases he does. And I'll demonstrate a few. Uh, be warned, they sometimes play one after the other. There's, it's just it's pretty uh, random the way they come up. So sometimes he just uh, says the same thing a couple of times over. I won't bore everyone. I'll just press it a few times. So here's one of them. Spoon. <laughs> and he also says, I am the kick. And I am the kick. See? Oh, gross. <laughs> so we're up to three. I am the kick. Yeah, see? You can't. Oh, now, what are we up to? Same three. Same three. Yeah, so I'm not going to bore you any further with that. It's uh, uh, very, very random, isn't it? It is. Now, for him, I guess for what he is, he's he's pretty cool. I'm glad I bought him when I did. Um, I'll probably give him a solid seven and a half. Seven and a half out of, out of ten. He's, um, he's quite the talking point in the action figure uh, collection. My son loves to play with him, and that's that's about it. I think I mentioned 16 points from the top of his um, antenna to the bottom of his feet. Cool. And, yeah, there he is, Tip. Good, good to see he gets uh, points for actual playability, as in the actual playability, not the potential for playability. That's it. You can, yes, that's right. <laughs> he can move around, yes. Very nice. Very nice. All right, thanks for that, Justin. And uh, um, I guess that just leaves me now to wrap up our um, our toys of the week. And I'm going to be talking about the uh, Poison Ivy from Sideshow Collectibles. This is the second in the DC Collectibles premium format quarter-scale statue line, uh, second release after the Joker. This came out in June uh, of this year, 2013, that is. Um one of the things that first, um, you know, really sort of took me back, took me aback, uh, about this piece is the box is gigantic. Um, normally you get sort of fairly decent boxes and, and recently companies have been making a bit of an effort to try and scale down and, and really fit the statues into the, the boxes. But, um, when I came home and it was sitting on my front doorstep, I was quite surprised at just how big the box is. Um, in fact, I, I can't sort of think of any statue that's bigger. Um, but anyway, so, all right, well, she comes in a, a standard sort of sideshow box. Um, I've got the brown shipper as well. What, what's quite interesting is um, the box features um, artwork uh, of the statue, so the I guess the control art, and it's quite large uh, and in your face. So the, the box doesn't feature any pictures of the actual statue, which is sort of, again, it's one of those interesting things that, um, you know, you'd think some comic shops would like to be able to just put the box up and um, and generate some interest. But if you're going to sort of lay out this kind of coin, you'd, you'd want to actually see what you were getting. So shops are sort of forced to, to get around and, and put her on display. Um, she's quite large. Now, as I said, she's a, a quarter-scale statue. So I think the original uh, dimensions were saying that she was about 21 inches tall. But um, I measured her, and from the bottom of her base to the very top, uh, of her hair, she's 20.5 inches, which is um, in real measurement is 52 centimetres. Um, but as I said, that includes the base. So the actual figure herself is 17 and a half inches, so about 44 and a half centimetres 
Hall. Uh, she's a limited edition um, of just 1,200. That's for the exclusive version. Uh, I've got number 359. And she will set you back a whopping 350 US dollars. Um, I was fortunate enough to get in when she was first um, solicited, so I used the uh, the good old um, the sideshow flex pay system, uh, and you know paid my little monthly instalments over about a year or something like that. Um, now I guess continuing on the packaging, it's a typical dual layer um, polystyrene box. Um, Sideshow are pretty good for marking which is the top, so you just sort of um, cut around the the seam and pop the top off. Um, collector friendly, yes. I mean, she comes with quite a few bits and pieces that I'll talk about later, but um, there's no sort of extravagant way that she's um, packed into the box, so she's um, easy to set up and put away. The only thing is, uh, with all the extra little bits and pieces, it, it takes a little bit to sort of work out what goes where, um, and because there's sort of no instructions either, and you can't mm. exactly refer to the pictures on the box because there aren't any. <laughs> Now, um, the control art was done by um, Artgem, who's um, otherwise known as Stanley Lau, and it's been sculpted by our good friend Mark Newman. And I have to give Mark full props because it's absolutely gorgeous. Like, this is just uh, a beautiful, beautiful piece. I'm, I'm really quite impressed. So Mark has done, um, done her proud. Um, as far as the paint goes, I am really quite impressed. This uh, statue features a lot of, I guess, some um, shading or highlights. Um, there's a lot of sort of skin tones and, you know, with the plants, obviously. So the the real touches are on the actual plants themselves. They've got um, lots of shadings of, of green and red, and they've done a good effort to, to really sort of blend and shade that. Um, there's obviously the usual sort of highlights on the hair and, and things like that. I haven't actually noticed a lot of slop. There's some very, very fine slop where the, the skin tone touches um, the, the green leaves of her costume. Um, but really, compared to the uh, DC Collectibles um, Adam Hughes series, uh, it's much, much better than that, which is, I guess, what you'd expect from such a high-end piece like mm, this. Mm. Um, I didn't actually realise, but there's actually been quite a bit of negativity online um, about her face. A lot of people have actually complained that um, that she's not as, as pretty as um, was shown in the original prototype shots when she was first solicited. Mm. Um, but I guess, I guess, you know, that comes down to who... Who painted the statue? So, uh, from the sounds of it, there's some batches out there that maybe just haven't had the same level of you know of attention as um, as you might get on some others. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I it didn't even occur to me when I took mine out and I set her up. Um, I was very happy with the way she's done. Um, I looked at the photos online and I can't really see any major difference. So, I think I'm one of the lucky ones. I think mm. she's you know considering the the level of detail in her face around the eyes with the the eyeliner and um you know the um you know the mascara etc i i think they've actually done a really really good job there's there's no slop the um the doll dot eyes are done really well um you know she doesn't have the marty feldman look or anything like that <laughs> um so, you know, she really does look quite good. In fact, she's actually got sort of very sort of subtle eyeshadow and stuff on as well, and uh, it's just done really, really well. Um, and now as far as the, the sculpt goes, the, the pose is just gorgeous. The, there's no doubt about it. They were going for the sexy pose, and, uh, wow, did they achieve it. Um, you know, there, there's the obvious 
um, comments, uh, and that is that you know the huge bust on this figure. She's certainly um, quite well endowed, one might say. Um, one, one thing that was interesting is when she arrived, I, I set her up on the coffee table and my wife came home from work. Um, she walked in, sat down, took one look at her and said, I like the colours. So, um, hmm. I mean, look, you know, that's actually quite rewarding for me in that the statue is actually uh, impressive enough that, you know, that's not the first thing that, that you notice is the bust. And and to be fair to, to Mark, um, the sculptor, uh, it's not just the bust. She's actually quite voluptuous all around. She, she doesn't have these sort of skinny thighs. She's, um, you know, quite... Uh, Robust, Rubenesque, one might say. <laughs> uh, articulation points, uh, look, zero. Um, however, it, it's quite interesting the way she connects to the base because normally a lot of these statues have um, a foot peg on one foot or some sort of um, piece that sticks out that fits into a slot on the base. But this one actually has four. Um, not only are they both feet, but the bottom of the plants also have their own kind of... Um, you know, pegs basically. So you've got to very, very carefully, um, you know, maneuver all four of them in to, to get her to, to stand up. Um, and so sometimes, you know, that can take a little bit of gentle prodding. Um, but she's quite firm once she's, she's in. Um, probably the really cool thing is, um, with the accessories, uh, Scott and I often talk about what the exclusive is, um, and, and we're, uh, often pleased with swap out portraits and things like that. Uh, what they've chosen to do with this one is actually give you different plants. Um, effectively what you're getting with the exclusive, um, are two swap out plants, um, you know, the, the buds, the flowering heads, whatever you want to call them. Um, and with the exclusive, you actually get two that are rather aggressive, carnivorous looking plants with mouths open and big flashing teeth, etc. Um, and they're a lot of fun. Um, I showed Mrs. Shake and I said, you know, I can display her like this or like this. And she actually thought the ones with the teeth were actually a lot of fun and, and quite clever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it actually gives the, the statue quite a good feel because she's, you know, you've got this whole seductive thing going on. And while she's um, catching men's attention, you've got these sort of evil plants ready to strike from behind her and they're well done. And for the exclusive pieces, they're, they're really beautifully painted. They're, there's a lot of lot of detail going into um, really making these plants look like plants. So, yeah, full credit to them. Yay. I can't wait for mine. I'm getting the regular one from Pop Culture, so I've got to wait a little bit longer. But um, yeah. after worrying that I would not have a suitable place where this would be allowed in my house, I found one. So, <laughs> hooray. Excellent. <laughs> um so as far as a dolly rating goes, um, I, I don't have any problems with the paint. I'm actually really quite impressed with the effort that they've gone to. Um, I probably wouldn't have chosen this as my costume uh, of choice. Um, I think Scott and I talked way, way back when she was first solicited about the the odd choice to expose her belly. And um, it, just, it just seems a bit strange for yep. Poison Ivy because it's not something we're used to. Um, so I'd probably sort of take a point off for that. And probably the other thing I'll take a point off for is um, the recommended retail price. Yeah. Uh, the the premium format statues, I, I know that there's 
um, you know, attempts to really give you your money's worth with, um, I mean, Green Lantern's going to have light up parts and we're getting switch out pieces, but we're also paying for those. And we're really, really starting to get up there as far as these, um, these prices go. And, um, these aren't the sort of statues that I would just walk into a shop and buy outright. Um, you know, I carefully structure my flex pay with, um, with Sideshow in order to get these. So, um, I'm going to give her eight out of 10. Okay. Hmm. Very good. Excellent. Yay. Toy of the Week times four. Done. Indeed. That wraps up part two of our Toy of the Week extravaganza. So we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Now you can have your own special Captain Planet adventure with your favorite planeteers. There's Wheeler, who has the power of fire and the daring Linka with the power of wind. You can even use the Planeteer's eco-cycle. And your own power rings will let you call Captain Planet. Bring him to the rescue and save the Earth. Captain Planet and the Planeteers, now available at Kmart. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. And Justin, you're kicking things off. Okay, so first bit of feedback comes from Cabball, and I believe that he is from our forum. He is. And it reads, I've been busy at work lately, but still making time for AFB. I've tried a few other action figure podcasts, but the AFB guys do the best job of not giving the impression that they are broadcasting from their mother's basement. <laughs> yes, impression. Awesome, that's right. <laughs> I, I like to think it's because, one, we're in Australia and we don't have basements, and two, we mentioned that we have wives, but I'm not sure if the second one adds to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and if we had basements, they'd be full of toys. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks, Cavball. We haven't seen you around for a bit, so uh, hurry back and join us. All right. Adam, you've got something. I do. David Carmichael writes, Hey, guys, I was wondering if you have ever given your opinions on AFA grading and if it's good or bad for collectors. Thank you for your time. Yeah, I've never really bothered with AFA grading. I can see that if you were a, a really passionate collector and, and you're going for that, you know, mint on card collection of every Star Wars figure, um, that it has its place. Um, but I think certainly for the way we collect toys, you know, most of us are openers and, and we probably would never bother, um, you know, going and getting something AFA graded. I mean, most of the stuff we've got in our still carded, I guess, is just stuff we haven't got around to opening yet. Mm. Yeah, I find that whole process to be a bit um, subjective too. Like, if it's yes. uh, does Bob, Kev, and Steve do they come in on Monday and do they grade it? And you know, the next day it's Jerry, whoever and whoever. <laughs> do they have a different opinion? You know, they yeah. see something they like from Superpowers and go, "Card, oh wow, this is fantastic." Yeah, that sort of thing. I've never really yeah. bothered. I could see how it'd work for for comic books because it, I guess it'd be a stock standard thing they could. Um, grade on but action figures always find it's a bit it's a bit funny i wouldn't be bothered with it mm. i mean unless you're going based on you know paint apps versus and you know whether there's bits missing or the box is damaged or whatever but yeah 
Yeah, I think as a seller, uh, it's certainly got its place. I mean, uh, if you're into selling vintage action figures, um, it, it gives you that flexibility of being able to uh, sell a vintage figure and say that it's AFA graded 7.5 uh, and then you as a buyer uh, make that decision whether or not to purchase it and you, you're making that purchase based on the assumption that AFA have graded it to their standards and, and therefore if it doesn't meet um, your standards, you, you can't sort of go back to the seller and complain. Um, it's, yeah, and I mean it works the same way with comic books too. Mm. So, but no, it's uh, not for us. Does anyone actually have an, a, an AFA rated figure? No. Nope. No. No. And being an opener, it wouldn't really make a, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, guess for I, vintage stuff, like, you know, think about superpowers or that sort of thing, I could see where, you know, if you were trading in carded superpower, unopened superpowers um, stuff for vintage Star Wars stuff, where th- that could be a... A plus, but not for the stuff I collect. Yeah. Yeah. Truism. Mm. Very good. No, no, that was a good question, David. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. All right. I think that wraps up Hooray! our show for this evening. <laughs> a bit of an epic. Yay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, say goodbye, lads. Goodbye, goodbye lads. lads. Any, uh, any, any last witty comments? <laughs> Don't forget. Them all up. Don't forget, I'm still looking for that Thunderbolt set. So if you can help me out, Ben at ActionFigureBlues.com. I'll pay money. To... Shoulder massage. Uh, I'll cook yeah. you brownies. Ooh. You name it. Uh, I'm willing to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Call your mom. Make sure she's okay. Bye. 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 The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. I'm recording. Oh, cool. You want me to stop eating now? Um, I would like you to stop eating now. That would be awesome. Thank you very much. Starvation tactics, I don't know. <laughs> you have Stockholm Syndrome soon, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm very charming. Hey, uh, Justin, are you... Um, have you picked up your um, 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 Hit Monkey Wave Marvel Legends yet? Uh, no, they're, they're on their way from. Uh, I actually went to Mike for those. Okay, so you got them all? 
Uh, well, I got the ones I wanted, yeah. Okay. Shut up. I'm listening to the thing. Okay. We're <laughs> shutting up now. We're being quiet because you need to listen to it and that's important. Shh. So you need silence for that. So we're going to shut up now. Okay, guys? Yeah, now. Shut up. Now. All right, you stupid fucks, you can talk now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, before we were rudely interrupted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but if you don't, not into, didn't ever. Coughing <laughs> up a hairball, then. Yeah, a hairball. I might just, um, I might say that again. What do you reckon? Yeah, one. Five. Just leave that bit. I'm right. So, what? (laughs) It wasn't a fart. So, it was the best part. Oh, the best part. (laughs) Thanks, Adam. In five, four, three. Oh, fuck. I don't know what I was. I'm picking up from. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah, I got it. I got it. All right. Well, after that well-deserved fail, we're going to continue with our toys of the week. Boo hiss. Why does that Emma Frost still suck? <laughs> Network. Network.